It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van This space for rent. Car con carne is currently looking for courting. Trying to seduce sponsors, not just sponsors though. Carcon Carney, me, James Van Osdell. I would like partners in this show. You know, I was working with Bono Beef a couple months ago. Great fit for the show. I think it worked out great for both of us. I want to find sponsors that benefit from being part of Carcon Carney that I benefit from too. It's a mutual thing. It's a mutual benefit sort of situation. If you manage or own a business and want to get involved with in the high high stakes, high paced world of podcasting, let's do some cool stuff together. So last week, there were some technical problems on my guest's side, and that meant I didn't get to do a podcast last week, last week, which was weird, uh, but I'm back and I'm happy to report there's a lot of cool stuff coming up. I'm going to return to in-person recording next month at the Wiener's Circle. We'll be talking to the Wiener's Circle staff, and I'll be joined by a Carcon Carne and really a Chicago favorite guest. More to come on that. And as I start to map out what these next few months look like, as I start to map out what it'll be like to return to the Mazda going to restaurants and brew pubs and far-flung locations in the city and suburbs. I'm open to guest ideas and restaurant ideas. Obviously, local music is a big part of what this podcast is, but it's not all this podcast is. I'll, I'll talk to anybody. Truly interesting people. That, that, that's really the criteria. But tonight, we are definitely focusing on local music. It's a, a band that is turning heads, turning ears, uh, a band I enjoy very much. It is the band Nora Marks. I'm joined tonight by Michael Matthew Rob and Matt, good evening, gentlemen. Robbie and Matt. Thanks for having us. Hi, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Uh, Nora Marks, I'm recording this on February 17th, which is a Thursday. Cobra Lounge this Saturday night is where we can find you performing live. Um, yeah, right? Cobra Lounge Saturday. Yep. Correct. Fantastic. This is this is good promotion. We, uh, now, for people listening, because this is a podcast, Matt, what are, what are you waving by the by your Zoom camera? Is that a hot dog? What am I looking at? This is the Weenie Mobile. This is a, a a resin print from the Henry Ford Museum outside Detroit. It's uh, to coincide with our Cobra Lounge show on the nineteenth, since it's sponsored by Soothsayer Hot Sauce. There's hot dog eating contest, and I just was going to put this on my base amp for, and I is, just showed off. Is there anything sexier than a hot dog eating contest? Oh, As we'll Rob, see. no. As no. Rob, this is, he's our. It's going to be. Uh, participant for our band who's representing us so what's the key to winning one of those things <laughs> i know I, I do have a strategy uh i've been uh, like since tuesday i've basically kind of been eating as much as i can every day uh, i didn't know if we were going to eat on this one so I, I did bring a sandwich just in case oh uh, yeah feel feel free we're not in the car but I mean, <laughs> let, let's get yeah. true, true to the uh right. the whole idea behind the show please uh, so, uh, so yeah, I've been eating big all week and then on Saturday, I'm not going to eat anything at all. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to adopt the Kobayashi Joey chestnut method, which is like dip the hot dogs in water, break them in half, and then kind of try and do two bites per, per dog. And, uh, last night I ate five hot dogs. Like it's like a test to see like, what's, what does eating five hot dogs in a row taste like? Uh, and it's a nightmare. It's, it's <laughs> because of the bread, right? I mean, no, uh, I honestly think I shouldn't have gotten the like full Vienna beef franks 
because yeah, like after five beef, you know, you might as well have like five kielbasas. It's just like, like I needed to go something like I asked Meyer something a little more entry level, you know, <laughs> that, that breaks down more easily. The, the Portillo's hot dog uh, was, uh, was uh, a lot. Five, five plain. That was the other thing is they're all plain. Yeah. Like, I love a Chicago style. Put, you know, drag it through the garden. Give me the whole works. I'll even put ketchup on mine. Fuck you. Um, hey, hey, but, hey, hey. <laughs> not you. Not hey. you. You know, there are people out there that are, yeah. that are saying it to me right now. So it's my set of crush. We just met. Settle down. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, that, that's kind of, and then, you know, hopefully the lack of eating, I think a 14 hour fast, and I, I don't know, I got to figure out what time the actual contest is so I can, but now, I, you know. I don't want to second guess you, and this sounds like good strategy, but you're doing this the night you're playing? Coming off one. It's, it's. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I just picture my, uh, Michael saying, yeah, is, there, is there a every, guitarist in the house? Every band we... is participating. So every band will have someone okay. vomit, it sounds like, on stage at some point. That's kind of what we're expecting. Okay. Perfect. The, and uh, uh, I think how it's going to work is whoever, whoever wins, like that's like the order. Like however, whoever eats the most gets to go first. Oh, so there are actual stakes attached to this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you pick the order of the whole show, basically. Yeah. Oh, this is amazing. And by the way, I love Soothsayer. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if there's a better thing to to have with pizza than the pizza sauce, I don't know what it is. They just have like, everything I've had from them. Is really Everything's true. Yeah. I'm we're a big hot sauce band, I would oh, say. Yeah. So yeah, they they are legit. I've got a couple. I've got the scotch one in, in my fridge right now, along with that the uh, the pizza sauce. Oh my god! Yeah, Kyle Kyle's a, a hot sauce genius over there. But let's talk about Nora Nora Marks. Is the band name kind of like Jethro Tull? Yes. <laughs> Michael, go ahead, field this one. <laughs> no, you got, you got, you got this Nora Marks is uh, the pen name of an author from me and Michael's hometown, uh, Rensselaer, Indiana. And she also moved to Chicago and she wrote for the Tribune. Um, it was not only her pen name, uh, I like researched this later and found out it was like her investigative journalism. Yeah, it was like her undercover name when she would go. She was like doing investigative journalism and trying to do stories on like. Um, Companies that would hire out like maids and like people that mm-hmm. work in, in you know more wealthy people's homes, um, and so that was like her pseudonym that she then kind of like wrote under after. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like when Batman wanted to go undercover and he went when his matches Malone when he yeah. tried right. to. You get me, James. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> we're also a Batman band. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, is that true? Did, did that it's, reference did that reference it's, work with you guys? It's far too true. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That reference works. That, that, you mean that, the Batman that, pillow that, I sleep on every night? That's fantastic. What's it like yeah, being Matt, single? Matt, <laughs> you're funny, bro. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about this album. Let's talk about Opt Out. Uh, it, now, the album, the, the way this is arranged, and I think sequencing is an important art, and I think it's a lost art as the world is frequently or more frequently digital. The album seems front loaded with sure things. I mean, some of the, the obvious anthemic big chorus hooky songs. I, I think some of the riskier stuff is tucked to the back of the back end of the album. And some of my favorite songs are on the back end of the album. I, I think you're taking more chances on the backside. Yeah, I, it's uh no, def, uh, that's definitely a very valid and like correct way to look at that. I think we definitely spent a lot of time 
we, that track listing changed like a, quite a few times. A hundred times. Yeah. I bet. But yeah, I before bet. we settled on it. So we also, I think, kind of knew that that art was lost and wanted to make sure that we spent the time doing a, like a cool track listing that we thought fit. And essentially, that's kind of where we came came like to the end point was like, we knew those those first five or six songs were like heavy hitters and that. They, and yeah. And then we, it does get really weird. Like we, put, really, we put transmission right in the middle to kind of be like, and now for something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a minute of just noise, yeah. just noise, really. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very like My favorite song, like, one, one, of, one of my favorite songs in the album is 66, uh, which sounds kind of like a cowboy song, which ironically is more of a cowboy song than the Ballad of the Surfing Cowboy on the album. <laughs> <laughs> well, these are all Robbie creations. Um, 66 was just something we were practicing for an acoustic show we were doing and um i think at like the suplex city diy garage venue and um and I th- we were just messing around and we we started playing the song and robbie was kind of like coming up with some vocal melodies and lyrics and then the next time we got together he's like oh yeah i finished that and i was like wait what are you talking about and he just had a whole song written um and then that kind of just became we just kept it around for a long time i mean it just kicked around for a while and then um it just basically, especially after Matt joined the band, the song just got heavier and heavier and kind of like steamrolled up into this like more country punk thing as opposed to just sort of a straightforward like acoustic country song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a, there's a very meta moment lyrically in that song. It's I'm just an empath to the nth degree trying to make a difference with a bachelor's degree. I know I shouldn't go and rhyme degrees with degrees, but degrees, degrees, degrees. <laughs> That's the best part. Of, I love that part of the song. It's my favorite part. Well, like initially when I went in writing, I like I was like all of my songs have like big words and esoteric ideas in them, and it's like I wanted to write like a simple song. So I was like '66. It's like a road trip. You're going on a road trip with drugs, uh, and it just kind of I don't know. It I I like I, I took permission. I, I got permission, I guess. Not uh, whatever, Mike. Uh, to be like I'm a little more silly with it. Uh, not silly, but like tongue in cheek, uh, just kind of have fun with it um, and not take it so seriously. And just that was, you know, shit happens. And, you know, you rhyme a word with a word and you just roll with it. I, I do enjoy the lyrics, like a general malaise. I know that I've been had trying to exercise my demons, ended up ripping my pants. Who hasn't that happened to? <laughs> been there. Uh, yeah, we definitely, uh, I think Robbie kind of hits on like this idea that. I think uh, we really wanted uh, to have a lot of humor in the album, even if it's kind of tucked away or not like in your face, you know, I mean, it's not like the bloodhound gang, but it's, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff in there makes me chuckle from time to time. Uh, (laughs) Especially, you know, I think if you kind of know some, some of these things will stay tucked away with the band here, but if you know kind of the stories behind them, I think they're kind of even funnier. Um, I love actually my favorite part of 66 is when he references Matthew McConaughey, which is like, because in the first chorus, he steals a line from True Detective season one, and then he re-references that he's doing that later in the song. So uh, that's actually, that's my favorite part of the, the whole album, I think. I didn't now, know that. <laughs> now, learning <laughs> learning that there are roots in the band from Rensselaer, Indiana, it kind of makes Washboard make sense. Because I had, <laughs> I had family in rural Indiana. My, my grandparents were from, were from rural Indiana, and they put dishes in the dishwasher, and they, they had to wash they're close. So is that, that pure Indiana that I'm looking at here? That is a hundred percent 
we were 120 where that came at from. my parents last summer after we recorded but before we released the album we were we were so happy with it though and we were having a good time and we were in their pool and drinking and i was like hey mom did you know we named a song after you on the album and she her heart <laughs> swelled up and she was like oh my boys love me so much and then, oh. and then i told her it was washboard and, and i just watched her spirit break <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my mom says Warsh. My grandparents said Warsh. Yeah, our great-grandparents yeah. said Warsh. Well, what's interesting, you mentioned transmission, which is kind of this, this noisy minute interlude. Warshboard is about a minute long. This feels more like a TV theme song to a TV show that doesn't exist. Yeah, that really came from just like a jam where I was like, what if I played a washboard? And then I just kind of did it with my drumsticks. And then everybody was like, no, this is cool, kind of. And then we just, like that, just kind of formed from it. Um, and then once we had that, that was like, I think the first interlude that we did. Mm-hmm. And then we did Deer Spit, which is also like a minute, a little mm-hmm. over a minute. Also kind of an Indiana reference, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I think about it, yeah. And then and then we and then lastly, we did Transmission. So we we kind of wanted the interludes, too. So I think having the little theme songs and the little, you know, uh, just different kind of like variation, breaking monotony or whatever. They're like one minute ads that show up throughout That's the it. album. That's it. Just to stay on lyrics for one more song. Uh, the Olympics are are happening as as we're recording this. You guys win the gold because I think you're the first band to ever use the word onanism in a song. Look it up, kids. Uh, onanism <laughs> in in the song Step Brothers, which I, I'm very proud of you. That that's a, a nice nice inclusion. You know, a plus word. Uh, is that is that song about the digital life that just just yeah. the life we've all led for the past two years in isolation? Just well. So I wrote that song probably in 2019, 2018. So I wrote those lyrics like well before COVID. Um, But yeah, it was definitely like just kind of an observation of like what we do online, Uh, just Mm -hmm. kind of the lives we live uh, through like a very just, you know, weird lens. And uh yeah, I, li- I like getting to, to do like the, the front man thing for a minute or I guess like four minutes. Uh, but like, but yeah, it's it's a fun song. If you're just joining us, this is Nora Marks, the band there at Cobra Lounge on Saturday night. The new album that we're talking about is Opt Out. Uh, let's jump a little bit to the front end of the album. I think you earned it. Now, this, this has such a big chorus. When you start listening to the song, you never know what's coming. The, the chorus just springs on you and it, it's kind of a, th- a thrilling moment. It, it it kind of veers where you're not expecting it to go. Yeah, um, that was a that song was a labor of love. And it was one that I kept around for a long time um, in different iterations. And I had recorded like a demo all on my own. The first time I'd ever like recorded drums, like me playing the drums or anything. Um, and I don't know, there was a good chance at one point that it probably wouldn't have even been a Nora Mark song, let alone been on this album, but I'm glad it, it kept around. Um, and yeah, I love playing that chorus. I mean, you know, we have all these like this flair and all these stage moves when we play that song now. And um, got to shout out Kat and Tony, uh, who produced the album and Tony specifically, who did a lot of, I remember doing the guitars for that song and it was my, my favorite part of recording. And now you're talking about, for people who don't know, Kat and Tony. Broken Robots, uh, yes. the, the, the nucleus of, the, of that super cool band. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. And um, so Tony really helped with like the guitar arrangements. And I think that the stuff he does and sort of the like 
the way he subdues the verses so that that chorus kind of pops and comes out even bigger, um, it really changes the dynamic of like how that song flows. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's like, that song's so cool. There's like seven, seven guitars, you know, at different points on there. Um, and just the way he mixes everything, he just, he makes like little, like things that we were like little additions we had, he makes them kind of like swell up and mm -hmm. sore. Um, and yeah, it's fun. And um, same kind of thing. I remember showing a friend that song after it was mixed and mastered, but again, before everything else was done. And he kind of had that same feeling because there's like, there's that sort of like outro part that's like a repeat of the the intro and he was like yeah i, I kind of felt like this was that was going to be too much song and then it kind of ends and it so it does kind of leave you you know it's just kind of like this swelling thing that just sort of like stops mm -hmm. abruptly um and then it goes into washboard which i think is kind of a fun transition i, I love the punk spirit of too much history that, that's a great i i think the kids call that a banger that's a, banger. <laughs> that's a banger for sure that's a mac garrity song right there that's our drummer he wrote that one it's awesome now epiphany i've had before i did i play this on the radio yeah 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 okay uh, the, uh it, it was actually on your first episode of uh, that's what it was of music of chicago which that my short-lived though ambitious and though well-intended mm -hmm. podcast okay because i'm listening to it i'm like god if i play that on the radio i hope i was playing an edited version not that it matters now <laughs> uh yeah um we did yeah. we got uh, an edited version right we have an edited yeah, version. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I probably would have said it too yeah yeah, yeah. um I, yeah i mean i love that song it's yeah uh, i mean sonically you've got like those new wavy vibes and the power pop yeah, aesthetic I, I do kind of feel like that song kind of embodies the record the most somehow it's like real short um but it just there's a reason that we picked that to be one of the two singles i think you know what i mean uh it just it kind of picks up like a little bit of every like all the vibe from every song on the record and puts it into two minutes uh and it's yeah that's it's a, still the most fun to play too. my I mean, favorite song it, yeah, to play yeah, live, yeah um yeah it, that was a that was also a labor of love that was a song that actually started as like a jam where i was uh insisting that i should play drums for a little while at practice and matt was playing guitar and i think he came up with like the three chord riff and this was at a time when i was like really set on like turning everything into a song so i just kind of hammered on those three chords and started adding things to it and working on it for a while until it kind of came to fruition and uh for a long time it just sounded like an old song of ours called totems uh and then we've kind of found ways to um differentiate it and separate it and kind of make it its own thing and then and then once it was one that was like interesting where like i think it was just a song we had for a long time and then all of a sudden i think it started to click and it really became clear, I think, to all of us that it was like one of our stronger songs a after a while. Um, and maybe that's just due to the simplicity of it. I mean, and, uh, you know, it's one of those songs where we're all kind of doing a lot, but not doing that much at the same time. And, and it, it, like Matt said, I think actually it's a good point. It just kind of became the template for everything, everything we did on the record, but especially everything I think we're doing kind of now and, and into the mm -hmm. future where we're really trying to like scale back um, to, to make the song itself kind of like more full and like um, meaningful. Well, and that, that was definitely a song like in like the, the writing process, like, yeah, learning, like, cause originally like the filler bits had a lot more notes and were played faster. And then it was just like, just slow it down, just do less. Uh, and, and like be, let that, you know, let the notes ring and kind of let the other instruments kind of, you know, fill in. And like it actually, you know, the, the idea, not just like, just go faster, play more notes, uh, you know, that, that idea was foreign to me. And uh, so, 
and even it was like oh yeah, sure. yeah even into recording that's where we started like playing with like feedback as its own uh you know its own kind of like quality to the guitar as an instrument you know and and now Robbie just makes all this sick noise you know when we play the song live and and it's just like um yeah it just you know I mean obviously the recording of this album and working with Cat and Tony was huge for us and like just shifting away from like what Robbie's saying, this like four dudes in the garage or in the practice space, just kind of like doing as much as they can into how do you like find the song in all of this and then kind of pull apart and add things to like, you know, make the song come to life. Well, I love it. Again, the album is opt out and people can stream it. And more importantly, they can see it live at Cobra Lounge on Saturday night. Looking ahead, uh, there you'll be doing one of the Double Door Sunday sessions first weekend of March. That's Sunday, which is cool, right in the afternoon. Yep. Um, yeah. I think you're at three thirty. Yeah, that's yeah. Sunday. Yeah, that that's super right. fun. Free, come one, come all. Drink free, shitty beer, uh, courtesy of Double Door as they work to renovate that building and rebuild their brand. It's, it's super fun. Um, and then you've got an acoustic show on the way too. I don't know if you want to talk about that uh do you like stripping down like that do you like taking because you just talked about the joy of feedback do yeah. you like going the other way well well no yeah like we we always a lot of our first albums like and even some of the songs on this album we wrote initially as acoustic sure it's like sitting sitting the two of us three of us jamming you know picking stuff you know people just playing and then kind of growing from there and so uh, it's nice because like, I don't know, to me, that's like a, a sign that the song holds up. Like if you can take yeah. away all the noise and the feedback and you can like still just have like the harmonies between the vocals and what's happening on the instruments, it's like, oh, this is a good song. You know, that, we, that's more of a sign. Well, no, you're good. Early on too, you know, I mean, we were doing a lot of like, um, and I mean, we still would, uh, of like Robbie and I just doing acoustic shows. Um, and more like DIY stuff. So it was, it's not like totally out of the realm of what we've done, but we did do this session with uh, this group called the Hummingbird. They do like videos and interviews. Um, and they came and filmed us just playing here at my house. And uh, we did like this stripped down version of the song, Nice to Me with like an acoustic bass um, and just like really minimal drums. And that song translated really well to that. I think, so personally I'm excited about just like, and, and Matt, uh is a great guitar player too and, you know plays bass in the band but he's a great guitar player so this will be a good opportunity to like let him kind of like experiment and see what he does with these songs on guitar and um how matt kind of like adapts the percussion so I, I you know i'm excited to see matthew i'm sorry we got to differentiate these two uh, how matthew uh <laughs> creates the percussion for it and um yeah i think it'll be fun and uncommon ground just is a great place and it's got great sound and so you're doing it uncommon ground on devon uh yes the one up on devon. awesome and um, yeah, it's great. We're playing with this touring band called The Great Dying and they're really tight. You know, they, they do this for a living. <laughs> you know, these got like, stripped down sets and uh, Honey Cellar who are really awesome. So um, it'll be a great night, I think. So you had people come to your house and record you doing Nice to Me. I didn't know Carcon Carney was an option for recording in your house. We, oh, we actually, got... Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. I guess I could have shut off. Yeah, we have a, I mean, it's a little cold right now, but we have a great garage for like hosting. And we, we even thought about throwing our own little shows here, you know? assuming our name i've been i've been shoveling the neighbor's sidewalks the last couple of weeks so <laughs> hopefully they'll appreciate that and be okay with it Shit, man i'll come up there i'll help yeah same yeah get the whole block done yeah. There you go. yeah as we're recording this we're just about out of just the snowstorm from hell like 
snow going sideways 50 miles an hour. Yeah, it was crazy, man. Typical, typical Chicago. It's a lot of fun. All right, so no remarks. Uh, the snow won't be an issue on Saturday night at Cobra Lounge. Um, we can see you live, which is awesome. I, I love having the chance to talk to you guys. The new stuff sounds great, and uh, it sounds like everything's kind of heading in the right direction for you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you very much. I'm excited, yeah.